I can do it. So, uh, well, in the last year, I've been through my own uh, journey with uh, breast cancer. And, uh, well, with the help of my husband and kids and friends, it was actually hasn't been uh, as rough as I thought it was going to be. But, Jake, you can't cry. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta keep it together. I've got you pointed out, so they know. It's him too, him too. I looked around and I was like, look at what we've built here with this Echo Lodge. Look at what we have with H2O. Look at what we have with Luna Vita. We have the transport. It was like, it all just was, it made sense. Like we making a retreat here in this healing place for people who have gone through what I've gone through just made all the sense in the world it was just like this so it's yeah we have our first retreat on the books in january and i hope uh really just looking forward to that a lot as healing you know for for not not only the participants but maybe for myself as well do you ever wish you could quit your job and pursue your dreams maybe that lingering business idea that's been in the back of your head this isn't another series about million dollar ideas Bizpirations features stories of everyday people, people just like you, people just like me, but the difference is they chose to take a chance. 99% of people will stay exactly where they are. These are the 1%, the other 1% that chose to be different. Let's dive in. Ready? Ready. All right. Leo and Kara, thank you for having us at the Choro Eco Lodge today. Before we get started on you know, where we are and the businesses that you guys have. What's a story that's relevant to the audience that doesn't know you? Uh, well, I guess the way we met is probably a good place to start. Um, I worked for an active travel company that uh, sent me here to lead adventure slash biking tours in 2006. And Leo had uh, his rafting company, H2O. And for our six day itineraries, we did rafting as a portion of that. And uh, so we met on the river. And um, then, well, the rest is history. We, we started dating and I was still leading these trips all around the world. I would come back and leave for two months and come back and, uh, and then eventually, uh, well, we decided we got married and <laughs> we had two children and started a life here. I uh, worked for that company for until 2020, I guess. And um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the, the story, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember the, the river trips, you know, when, when she was in and I tried to put her in the water <laughs> and she she went with me like she went like oh, we were oh, i pulled we, you in with me yes it was an, an all-in situation and i i'm like huh that's cool <laughs> had uh had you seen her before with backroads or that was the yeah. first trip no no we met seen before her? yeah had your eyes on her yes <laughs> <laughs> what um so aside from rafting i mean what else do you guys like to do we bike Surf. Uh, surf. Hike. Hike. We try to stay active as much as possible. And where else have you lived? I know you've traveled around the world. Have you lived anywhere else besides Costa Rica and worked? Yeah, I worked mainly um, related to rafting. I, I worked in the States. I, I worked 
also like in in Europe, I worked in, in Italy a couple of years, a couple of seasons I worked there. I worked in Turkey. All rafting. All rafting. All Canada? Canada, uh, no, no, I haven't no. worked there. Okay. Actually, I haven't rafted there either. Okay. What, uh, what prompted you to get into rafting? Where are you, you're originally from, the city. Yes, I'm originally from San Jose. Um, I was working for my my dad's company. He had like a furniture and appliance store in San Jose. And then uh, somebody told me like, hey, they're interviewing for river guides. I've never been on the river before. And like, I said, oh, well, and they're, they're looking for someone that speaks English. I'm like, I knew English. And so I went for the interview and they, they called me a week later. You're, you're in for the, like the school. So I made like a one week school. And then the, the last day before we finished, we, we went through the Paquata River and it started raining and we already, you know, we didn't know anything really. <laughs> Six days, but we thought we knew. <laughs> but anyways, the river like came up, it flooded. And the guides and everybody was excited. We're excited about it. And we won the canyon. And that day I decided that I was going to be a river guide. That's <laughs> a decisive moment. How many years ago was that? Uh, 20, no, 1992. 1992. Oh, yeah. Long time. 31, 31 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and what about you? So you did the, the active travel, back roads. What? What started your journey into that? Uh, I was in living in San Francisco at the time, and I had, I think since college, um, kind of made a habit of saving money, working, saving money, and then traveling. Actually, my first trip to Costa Rica was just after college. I did a volunteer um, program down on the Osa Peninsula. And then I would go back and work, and then I went to Ecuador and lived there for a year. And then I would found this company a friend told me about, and they were like, I feel like you should check this out. And uh, this was like a company that would pay me to travel. So I was like, this makes a lot of sense. So that's, uh, I started working for Backroads at the end of 2004, um, worked in the office, and then yeah, spring of 2006, they sent me here and basically I never, never went back. It was supposed to be like a summer deal, but Spent a long time doing that, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And what was the, the first job that you ever had? The first job I ever had was uh, I grew up riding horses with my mom, and uh, that was my biggest passion probably growing up. And uh, I started exercising other people's horses. I couldn't ride their horses every day, and I would be out there in the summers, and I would ride other people's horses. They pay me a little bit of money. This was like when I was uh, like 11 years old. Nice. Yeah. And were you was it working at the furniture store, or what did yeah. you? And what were you doing there? Like, how old were you when you first started working there? Uh, I was young. I was maybe 10, 11. Yes. Like you know, they, you do inventory, you help here and there, you move stuff around. Like, Helping your dad. Yeah. All right. So out of the jobs that you've had, like what, what of those like ins inspired you to start your own business? 
I, I would, I have to say back rows. That was, uh, gave me just a lot of life skills. Um, just being in the travel industry, I was a leader, but then I was also kind of, uh, the kind of running the region. So managing other leaders and developing itineraries and, and experiences. And so they had really high standards on, on what, what what we were doing what we were selling the, the journey that we were selling and i think that that became a real passion finding something that would be memorable and meaningful and um authentic while people are traveling and so i think um that definitely played a role in me being inspired to create that here in manuel antonio um on my own and at, at what point you know, you're working the, the river. At what point <clears throat> did you kind of say to yourself, I'm doing this? I'm doing this like uh, it was my work. Yeah, you're like. I was actually convinced too. My, 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 when I started, I had a business partner and he, I had some money saved and my plan was to go to South America and get lost there a couple of years. And, and this guy talked me into like starting a company and like, so you have this money instead of that, da, 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 we can travel later. <laughs> and so I said, okay, that doesn't sound bad either. So at that point, I, we came here and like, we explored this section, we explored the other section and it was in April, so it was very low. And this section was like real strong, you know, in April is good stuff. So, it's not that we were gonna do it commercially, but it was still fun to play. And yeah. so like, yeah, and then we have the beach. So it was a, yeah, but I was convinced too. <laughs> and, and who in your life has been an inspiration and what effects have they had on the business um, here for you? Yeah, obviously my, my dad is an entrepreneur uh, and I worked with him a lot and I saw him and like, like, you know, the way he treat people and like, that's probably one of the biggest schools. And then my previous uh, boss before he was a real tropicalis owner, Rafael Gallo. And, uh, you know, it's, this is what he did. He had a rafting company and he had a lodge and I'm here like thinking about it. I'm like, oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> I have a rafting company, I have a lodge now. So. And, and what about you, Kara? Uh, I would also say my father. Uh, he was a businessman and just had this kind of natural talent to always see the big picture. And he was always a good listener and always felt like there was something you could learn from people. And, uh, and then Leo, for sure, because he has always been an entrepreneur. And I, was, I always thought I could never be that. I could never do that because I just saw everything that he was always taking care of and it seemed like so many things. And I thought, oh, no, one's enough in the family, you know. But, uh, you know, things change. Yeah, because now we're up to three. Yeah. Unless there's another one I don't know about. No, no, just three for now. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the business here. So um, describe where we are and what is Choro Eco Lodge. You do that. Hey, I was going to say you were better at, your, at this. It was your vision. Um, so... This place was bought to access the river for the Chorro section of the Naranjo River. This is a section that we, that we started running in 2004. We opened the company in 2002 and we started running in 2004. 
At the time, nobody was running it, and this was the only access. So we asked permission to the owner, and he let us in. After years, uh, besides the the access, like you know, it was. I thought about having land, and uh, this was this was a good place. So I offered to buy to the owner, and uh, no, actually, the owner offered to sell to me. And at that point, I couldn't because I was just uh, starting like a a loan with bank with the bank for my office place and I said no I, I don't want to do this right now I need to see if it's gonna work with that and then and then um, so he sold it to the neighbor and the neighbor then didn't pay what he was supposed to pay and so he offered it to me a couple years later and I said well now I can I can try yes and uh, so I I talked to my uh, one of my business associates and I get the money to, to buy the place and that was mainly to have the access to the river um, years later I, I hired a guide and I told he said like do you want a better uh, way down to the river because we were using a steep way down because it was easier for the raft and we'll send the people below behind us and <laughs> so he made a, a set of stairs and around and when he got to this point it's a place that I've never been because I always use that. I've never been to this part. And I saw the river and I'm like, oh, wow, look at this view. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to bring people here to stay and watch the river. And here we are. And what, so what do we have here? Like what services do you have at Eco Lodge? Uh, so we, we have tents. We have a glamping resort. Um, this is tents that you will have like your bed. Maybe you explain this better. Right? Okay, so well, it started off with two tents. Um, they have really nice, comfy beds and ceiling fans and private bathrooms and hot showers, kind of like the things that people want, um, no matter where they are, and just kind of like the basics. But you're out here, kind of roughing it a little bit, glamping, and um, so we wanted to make sure they had those little things. And then we built two more tents that are a little bit bigger. Um, also with private bathrooms and we wanted to keep it really small because that's kind of what makes this place so special. Um, and then we have this kind of communal area here that um, gives people the chance to be together and cook their meals if they wish. And then we have above us uh, this kind of elevated yoga platform that has been used for yoga, um, daily yoga. We've had a couple of retreats here, um, some Reiki training. Um, we've had other kinds of retreats as well. So um, just kind of like a place for be for people to be together in, in nature um, and enjoy their friends and their family and, and the river. Obviously, we have a waterfall right at the bottom of this trail here that kind of flows right into the river and people just love it. And there's some big boulders that kids can jump off, well, kids and big kids uh, can jump <laughs> off of and uh, swimming holes and things like that. So it's just a, it's a special place, gathering place. And we also have Luna Vida. Uh -huh. So what's, what's Luna Vida? So Luna Vida, uh, I guess it's been about two years now that we've been, we've been going. And that, was, uh, that started during, uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic when, uh, well, basically anybody who works in tourism here didn't have any work. And so it gave us a lot of time to kind of sit back and 
think about, you know, what we wanted to do. And I think I had thought about doing my own thing for a long time, but didn't have the inspiration or the idea. And so when that hit, I was actually here sitting on a boulder down by the river. And I just thought, wow, I think I'm really ready to start my own thing. And um, the original idea was to do some kind of uh, retreats and things. But then I decided that living in Manuel Antonio and having all the connections that I have here that I wanted to do day experiences that were focused on um, private day experiences too. I really enjoy the kind of smaller group dynamic and, and experiences that are focused on nature and adventure, but also really um, bringing the culture into it. So the few tours that I offer um, always have a lunch in a local home with a woman in a community who invites us in and she cooks um, for them and people like to join in and help her cook. And it's this like really nice exchange where they do tortillas. Yeah, they make tortillas and, you know, we, we just have like, we share a meal together, which is, you know, where a lot of the magic happens. So there are these just day experiences that, you know, hopefully are something that people will leave Costa Rica feeling like, wow, I not only like saw and did something beautiful, but also like shared something with someone local and feel they feel connected to the culture. And what did you do to get started? So you were on the rock, you had your yeah. idea, Boom. you decided you're doing Boom. it. Yeah. What, like, what's the first thing you did? I reached out to friends that I knew could help, asking them for ideas. I talked to Leo. I talked to anybody who I thought could, you know, help me figure out what the next steps were. And it was just like that, you know, that's, I think any idea, once you have it, that's what you do. You reach out and you find your resources and people will want to help you. If it's the right thing for you to be doing, you're gonna, the universe will give you that. Mm -hmm. So friends were like, oh, I have this person and she did my website and she could help you do your branding. And so just like that, it was just, you know, let's step, make steps. And tell me about the first group you had. Who was, what was the first tour and who was it and what, what did you do? Uh, I think the very first tour was with some friends who actually had lived here for like a year and a half and they had friends in town and and I was just getting things started. And she's like, well, let's do it. And so uh, we took them out to Los Campesinos, which has been a very important place for me in my um, business. And uh, we, well, we do a really informative tour about the plants and you know the animals in the area, but there's this beautiful waterfall there and hanging bridges. And then there's this beautiful woman named Doña Corona who invites us into her home and she cooks over her wood-burning stove and she has a trapiche so they squeeze the sugarcane juice out and we bring the cacique and they make a cocktail and it's, it's this beautiful tour and uh yeah that was kind of like the first one and i knew like from that day on this is you know it's gonna work you know and so little by little i started gathering momentum i've just been kind of this like nice organic growth process and lots of good feedback lots of lots of good connections and, and what about the lodge here? So you, you mentioned you had the two tents, you're using it for rafting. Were you offering it to like people to stay here when you had the two tents originally, or was it more like for you guys to come and get away? No, it was uh, always, you know, open to the public. When we started with the two tents originally after, after COVID, that's when we opened like Okay, a year ago? Uh, we opened, I guess, two years ago, but things kind of started to take off uh -huh, about a year ago. this last, like, November. Uh -huh. 
And and what's it like having people come and stay here? It feels good. It's amazing. Yeah. We've just, the, the feedback, yeah. you say. They, they like it. I mean, they... A lot of them appreciate the work that it involves. Yes, so that's probably the most it's rewarding. Yeah. It's really cool. What, what would you say you're most proud of about Eco Lodge and Luna Vida, H2O? I, I would say just all the hard work. <laughs> Every yeah. rock that they brought up from the river, you know, that you see around and just like the... 44,263 rocks. <laughs> Estimate. <laughs> <laughs> and all from the river here? Uh, at the beginning, yes. Then then we go with the car from the river, pull them up on the car on the truck and then bring them down. Still it's tough, but like it's better than from the river. The river is a but yeah, from the the first year, two years, it was all from the river. Wow. And what obstacles you know, have you run into with constructing this place? <laughs> Ooh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the original uh, ranch here was made out of bamboo. And uh, it rot, so we had to replace it. We tried uh, the water heaters with gas and they never turned on. They never worked. Never. They never worked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? There's... Well, you know, this is the jungle and there's a lot of rain and uh, so, you know, leaks, leaks in the tents, not making the roof big enough the first time and having to like reconstruct roofs and, you know, there's falling branches all the time here. So, you know, there's constant reparation happening. Uh, it kind of just never ends, really. It never ends. Constantly. <laughs> That's how it is. Always, always something yes. to do. What, uh... What do you think has been your biggest failure? Um, I think trying to be too echo. <laughs> it's tough. It's expensive. And it, and it didn't work. I mean, we still try, obviously. We do everything we can. But like he was saying, you know, certain things about, you know, the, you know, the we bamboo, still have compost the bamboo toilets, rotted yeah. in the jungle. We didn't have it cured properly. There's just certain things that we learned from. And, yes, it's rough. You know, a failure, I guess that's a funny, it's a funny word. It's more like uh, opportunities just to, to do learn. something better and yeah. learn. I mean, that's what it's all but about. But yeah, yeah, if somebody's going to learn out of this, I suggest you start... You know, like something that's gonna last, yeah. And and then you turn something echo about it, like you know. But yes, construction-wise, go for what is gonna last. Yeah. So, so what did you, so you rip the bamboo out, and then what have you put in place? Um, how do you call this in English? A steel? Is it steel perling? Yeah. Acero, acero, steel. Yeah. And then teak wood. Teak, yeah. The teak wood was important you know to pick something that was going to last and it was dried and uh-huh. treated and we tried to do we tried to do it right the second time we did it right the second time something that would last so yeah. far we did it right because <laughs> <laughs> now what's like what's above us is the yoga deck okay mm-hmm. and um so yes like on on the other side when i when i was doing the rancho was 
waste month, the second floor at least. It was like a four by six meters. That's 24 meters. Now it's 66 meters square. So it's 11 by six. You had a, a floor on top of the bamboo? No. Oh, okay. This no 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 when this came oh, up. Okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then it got bigger and bigger and like um the so the wood the wood part wasn't supposed to be as as beautiful. I didn't I never expected it to. But the guy that I hired, he did an excellent job and at some point I'm like, Yeah, I'm not gonna say no to this <laughs> you know. And he it took him what, it was like two months? Yeah. To finish like the finishing part. Once the all the wood was on. Yeah. He like just to work on the finish, on the on the cracks in between and everything on all the uh, screws. The pegs, the pegs to cover up the screws. It was, I remember standing about them two with months our hands. or more. Man. It was like eternal, <laughs> eternal. I'm like whatever, man. And you know it's worth it. Yeah. And what was the day that like you finally got to show up here and like not work on something or like sit down? No, that hasn't come yet. <laughs> Yeah. No, but we take a lot of time with well, our like, family like, and friends to enjoy the place, obviously. Oh, yeah. We but, come here a lot and enjoy. But yeah, that will never end. But. No. Not like the, the finishing of the fourth tent is like a, a good thing because now, as I tell you, it never ends. Now we're, we're going to start fixing and getting improving other stuff. Like, you know, like we're, we're uh, fixing the, the stairs, the rock stairs. Uh, we also are planning to do some other work that always needed to be done, but now we have the time to, to work on that. I also just want to, there's like something magical about this place. When we, we had, our kids are 12 and about to be nine now. And we, but we came here when they were just little, little babies and we would come with friends and there was just a hillside and we would camp. And then eventually it was like, you know, let's make a flat spot. So we're, you know, actually have a flat spot to put the tents. And then it was like, oh, maybe we could like put a sink in and, but all our friends that would come out here just thought, wow, this place is so magical, you know? It, you know, so we just kept spending more and more time here and it just kind of was this like slow process to like what we have now. And now it's like we get to bring people here and they're staying here and they're coming here for tours and they look around and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And that that's so beautiful, right? That everybody feels that here when they come, that kind of like the magic that the nature, you know, provides. Okay, so let's talk about some different milestones. First, starting with H2O. So tell me about how, you, how do you go from Macquarie River to raft company Manuel Antonio? Um, I think a very important milestone is uh, a person that I met the year previous to where we started here and he was a he is still a rafting enthusiast <laughs> he loves rafting he goes rafting everywhere and like i talked to him about my company and he said he would help and he's helped since then and so it's like a continuous milestone that keeps coming in my life and like he's trusted me and that's probably one of the most important things that happened to H2O. Thank you, Dr. Don. <laughs> and, and what was it like? You know, how did you end up here of all places? I mean, there's lots of places to go rafting. Why um, here? Well, it was sold to us by a friend. And she said, there are only two rafting companies there. Nobody likes them. 
and it's the beach. And so we got rafting and we got surfing. I'm like, I think we should try this. <laughs> and we came and, and here we are. So yeah, like it was a good selling point. Like there's only two rafting companies there. We were in Pacuare and there's like, at that time there were like 20. So here we came and we were like three. I'm like, okay, that's better chances. And where do you, where'd you get your first trip from? How did you get your clients? Uh, well, we remember we came here. We, it was two people a couple and like we visited hotels and and like then a couple of days later they called us and we have two people for tomorrow and yeah we went on that trip it was like i was really nervous i'm like i don't know what i'm doing i'm like yeah i've been doing it for 10 years but like, you know it was my trip i'm like ah and what what was that like at the end of it like how did you drop the guests back off or they get picked up we celebrated Pretty much every day we celebrate. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was a celebration thing. And, and how did, so you start with that and then how does Backroads eventually come into well, the picture? Uh, they came immediately. Uh, we, we knew some people and uh, we talked about them. They were working with a competition, but they moved to us the next, I mean, that same year, I think. So it was, it was really good. We started with Bagro since the beginning. And how did that affect H2O? Well, it helps a lot too, to have this account, this strong, and they were doing two activities with us. So it was a pretty big account. What activities did they do? Rafting and kayaking in the ocean. Do you still do the kayaking too? We only do the kayaking now. Now they do rafting. And they come here for lunches. They bike here and uh -huh. have lunch and go to the waterfall. Oh, uh -huh. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they're very involved with us. Yeah. When we got here, like, as I told you, we were the third rafting company here. And, of course, we we came from school, from the Pacuare, where there's a lot of other stuff, like, that you probably are not, or you don't want to do here. When we came here, like, for example, we we started running an overnight trip on the Sabegre. And so we were the first ones to run rafted overnight trips on the Sabegre. Um, then um, we started running this, this section, the upper section of Chorro, and we were the only ones for years running this. And like that, like uh, we were also like the first ones that um, started doing uh, tubing trips, tubing tours. And, um, and like that, that, those are the, the tours that worked. They were, they were the tours that didn't work. I, I brought from Italy the idea of having like a hydro speed. Have you heard of hydro speed? It's like a boogie board and you have like a protection for your legs and you kick. And so you're going on the river and it's very popular. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> uh, and like that, like all this, that, and that's a good thing like about entrepreneuring is like you try a lot of stuff that you because you can because you because it's your company and you decide yeah and you have to understand that somebody is not gonna like your idea uh, you you your ideas for you are the best ideas in the world <laughs> they're always gonna work oh this is gonna work oh yes and, and like you know like easily 70 percent don't yeah because they people or either you didn't make the idea sell good or like, you know, or they just don't like it. How do you go about 
uh, pi you know, you mentioned pioneering. So like we're in a pretty remote, I mean, just so let's describe what it's like to get here. So we drive about 15 minutes on a recently paved road and then another 15 minutes up into the jungle and you found a river here. Yeah. yeah the I first mean, time, like, tell me about how you do the that. The first time we came here, they were, we didn't know, well, we didn't have permission to go through this. So we, we used the creek. Okay. And the creek ends on a waterfall. Like, you know, it's like, what is like 40 feet? Yeah. 40 feet waterfall. So like, it was like difficult to, to get down to the river the first day. <laughs> we had like our mission with ropes and escalating and going around. And so we found our way down and well, the first time you run this, it's like, you know, even for people that, that know that come here to work, they come and run it for the first couple of days and they're like, wow, this is crazy. Also because they usually do this when the river starts going down. And so that is December or January, but the river is still up. And like, you know, like there's big rapids here, big, nice rapids. And everybody gets like, you know, like, wow, like, impressed. Yeah. Then with time, you get used to it and like, and the water starts dropping and, and you get used to the river, but like, yeah, doing a river for the first time and it is in, intense. <laughs> what, what, uh, so rafting's interesting, right? Because it's a river, um, that's constantly changing. So how do you, how do you deal with that? You know, every one day the next it can be very different right one day the next can be different um you usually have a like a, a safety kayaker on the trip and they they go ahead and they let you know uh, if anything has changed if it's a big storm then yes we 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 send a crew before we send a, a commercial trip but uh you in the usual day like big rains usually there's a kayaker on the trip and that's enough like they they handle. And speaking of changes, what's changed in the rafting industry from when you first started? Um, well, shorter section is probably the most popular section to run now in the area. That's people come to run this section and you know, it's, it's a very nice section and it's, it's fun to, to see how it grew out of nothing out of what we started. And like how we were criticized back then, like, oh, you're running that dangerous, so dangerous, so dangerous. And now everybody's here. So fun, so fun, so fun. <laughs> Singing a different tune. Yeah. What about um, just in general, like, you know, from going from like the Macquarie River when you first started, um, you know, is the technology pretty much the same? Have you seen a lot of changes in that within the industry? Um, well, when we came here, we also brought like the small rafts. They were just coming out in the U.S. market and like we brought small rafts. And so we were able to run this section. And, um, and that was probably like the most significant technology change. At, at that point, 2002, smaller rafts started getting in the market and we bought them and we, we started running this and like so now we have like two fleets, the summer fleet and the rainy season fleet, because significantly change in the water levels when it starts raining. And so we use way bigger boats. So during the summertime, we use 11 foot boats, 11 foot rafts. During rainy seasons, 13, 14 feet. 
So before 2002 with the small ones, or is this just like kind of the standard, I guess, like rafting raft that people expect that fits it was six, 13, 14 six feet. people? Uh-huh, exactly. So let's talk about some milestones for the Eco Lodge. So day one, you know, you've been coming here to put in the river, but like day one that it's yours. What's well, at that point, I still didn't think about this. It was, it was when I told you, like, I came here and I saw this view. I'm like, oh, maybe I should bring people here and enjoy the view. And what was it like, like the first tent that you put here? That was, was it the this first one tent, over there? yes. And what was it like building that? Did you build that? Did you have someone come help you? Um, yes, I'm not a builder. I have great ideas, but I need people. <laughs> <laughs> I need people with me. So uh, the, the tent, I bought it and... We looked for a local um, maker, how do you call it, maker? Local, yeah. yeah, builder. A local builder. So like, um, yeah, they're, they're made in Costa Rica. And like, so I try to support the local people. And then I, we use, like, you know, we use the rocks from the river because it's a cheaper option and <laughs> it helps. It, it works. looks nice. It looks nice. And, <laughs> So I started. I I was thinking of ways because I didn't have any money to build the the furniture, and like I started using pallets. And so now all the wood that you see here is made out of pallets, and all the furniture from the from the tents, tents like the beds, the nightstands, everything is made out of pallets. And at what point did you kind of come into the mix? Like, do you work with H2O at all, or you never kind of stay out of that? We were, yeah, separate, but together, yeah. No, I, so Leo had this vision and started talking about what he was doing, but I honestly, it didn't catch on right away. Um, at that point, our friend, um, Dr. Don, was also part owner here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, and so I kind of let them, they were doing their thing, and then kind of the same moment that I was on the boulder down in the river and Luna Vita hit, it was like, wait a minute, I think, I think I'm ready to go all in with this as well. Like I kind of just saw it all happening at that point and decided that this was going to be like, you know, like a family thing, you know, um, somewhere where our kids were going to grow up and something we were going to leave to them. And so I kind of just dove in at the same time. And I think like his, he has so many good ideas about all the structures and the things like that. And then maybe I'm the one that does more of like the, like the finishing touches, you know, like the plants. Super maybe, important. The, like, <laughs> super <yeah>. important. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> no, no, the fin- but, you know, the finishing touches in yeah. the house are super important. Yeah. It's the same here. Right? It yeah. wouldn't be this yeah. without her. Yeah. And like, also like the thing that Dr. Don was always willing to help and yeah. like, as, and he was always, I always told him like at some point, I might want to buy you out. And he goes like, no problem, anytime. And like so when cool. she was ready, he said yes. He sold us for like very fair, fair price. Very. And like, so He understood. Yeah. And so what, uh, what plans does this ha- place have for the future? I mean, do you plan on continuing to build more tents? Are you kind of happy with the amount you have here? What, what else are you looking to do here? We're happy with four tents now. We want to push uh, retreats. Um, and for now, that, like, that's it. Like, we want to, like, the, the four tents that are here, like, 
set them up real good and not like no flaws at all like you know all the little rocks or everything we want to work this out like it's going to be a beautiful place and yeah um yeah like work on retreats that's that's in our future what uh what kind of retreats do you have do you have anything coming up already or anything you're focusing on in particular uh well <laughs> I can do it. So, uh, well, in the last year, I've been through my own uh, journey with uh, breast cancer. And, uh, well, with the help of my husband and kids and friends, it was actually, hasn't been uh, as rough as I thought it was gonna be. But, Jake, you can't cry. <laughs> <laughs> You got to it I'm you pointed out, so they know. It's him too, him too. So uh, anyway, I have had a lot of uh, inspiration during this time as well. And um, and there's, uh, there's a lot of people in the U.S. that are doing really cool things with offering retreats to um, cancer survivors. And uh, I was fortunate enough to meet with uh, a really cool foundation in Northern California that um, works primarily with uh, young adults who've been diagnosed with cancer and they do adventure retreats. So it's like, you know, they're surfing, they're biking, they're, you know, in California, they're skiing. And I thought, you know what? I looked around and I was like, look at what we've built here with this Echo Lodge. Look at what we have with H2O. Look at what we have with Luna Vida. We have the transport. It was like, it all just was, made sense. Like we making a retreat here in this healing place for people who have gone through what I've gone through just made all the sense in the world. It was just like this. So it's, yeah, we have our first retreat on the books in January and I hope to really take advantage of the summer months. It's just so beautiful up here. I mean, it's beautiful year round, but uh, when you can really swim in the river and everything and, and provide um, retreats, six day, five night retreats up here using the Echo Lodge and our two companies and the experiences and, we also have a lot of friends in this area that are doing so many cool things with, you know, oh, so many cool things, chocolate and yoga and uh, forest bathing and all just cooking classes, all sorts of things that we can incorporate. So uh, really just looking forward to that a lot as healing, you know, for, for not, not only the participants, but maybe for myself as well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you got me going there. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I thought that might happen. <laughs> uh, but I well, did it. Yeah. <laughs> I made no, it through it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Um, yeah. Was that just like a shining light? Like, how did you met this person and she starts talking and do you just like see? I mean, you just, yeah. I feel like you just listed everything that you like to do regardless of this place. Yeah, You're like, oh, biking, surfing, yeah. rafting. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's basically like my daily life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I have this place yeah, here. <laughs> right. It was just like, wow. It, yeah, it was actually uh, a friend of mine from San Francisco, old, old friend of mine who kind of, she was like, you know, I have this friend who does this and maybe you should talk to her. And it was like 24 hours later, we were in a Zoom meeting and she was like, we've been wanting to do something international. You should talk to your family. Make sure that you really want to do this and let's go for it. And so we, since that moment, it's just been this beautiful progression. And, wow. Yeah pretty powerful have you had any like uh, yoga retreats here before 
we had yeah just like an over we had like some low like a local overnight one uh that my friend carrie me organized and was really beautiful we had like a lot of the local women that live here and a few that had come from the outside as well we did just like an overnight experience and it was it was magical yeah really cool so given given like your cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. what what effects did that have on like this place luna vida um well obviously you know i i slowed down a lot with with work i mean i have you know leo and other guides that have been helping me kind of uh run the tours and things like that you know the the idea was to keep moving forward but not really putting a ton of 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 attention and money into like growth just be we just kind of wanted to like let this process kind of you know happen and get through it you know as best we could and then now that i'm kind of coming out of like the active treatment time it's uh i don't know i feel feel pretty darn inspired to 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 grow and and do more powerful things and you know especially focused on helping others and healing i think there's just so much to be said there did you find like even working as like uh like an escape from what you were dealing with um i guess i never really thought about it that way it was like um you just you you have a major shift in your perspective when something like this happens right and uh it was more just like following the light i guess like wherever the light was i was that's what i did that's what i focused on so it's pretty beautiful actually a lot of unexpected beauty yeah yeah. Um, so there's a really nice hummingbird over there. Yeah. Um, so looking back now on like all the experience that you've had here with Luna Vida, H2O, if there was one piece of advice that you'd have to give yourself, what would it be? You're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think about my life, man. I enjoyed every every second of it. And I, I regret some things. But I think everything that I did wrong brought me here to my family now. And, like, it made me the person that I am. I'm really happy with what I am right now. <laughs> and I was happy then with where I was. But, like, now that I see back, yes, I probably, I don't know. Honesty? Eh. A little bit more honesty. <laughs> what do you mean? You're honest? Yes, I, I am now. I'm <laughs> proud and honest. Uh, I, I guess, you know, uh, yeah, just keep following the, the instinct that you have, right? Like, I don't know, I guess I would just continue to have that voice in my head, like, just follow that. And is that, you know, similar advice as someone who's just starting or want to start their business or do you have something else that you think would be beneficial to them? Um, I think a business plan is, it's, you know, like a, it's good to sit down and write your ideas and like yeah. the business plan, it's also like scheduled, like to organize better what you want to do. And like, I think it's basic and it doesn't have to be for the world. You write for yourself and then you check on it every once in a while to see how you're doing. 
I think for me, because I'm a newer entrepreneur, one of the like big aha moments for me was like, oh my gosh, like if I can dream it, I can make it happen. I had never done anything. I had never worked by myself and I had seen him kind of like always like dreaming up stuff and you know, <laughs> some of them flew and some of them didn't, but I was like, wow, I, I don't, that must be like, I never, I just, it was, I didn't understand that feeling, you know, always having like a boss and like, you know, having to do things the way somebody else was asking me. I mean, there was freedom in my previous jobs for sure, but to have like the absolute freedom to follow whatever your mind, I mean, that's so cool. It was like this yeah. new creative thing for me that I had never really had in my life as far as like my work, you know, where you just go for it. What, you think that sounds good? Yeah, that's, that would be my advice to somebody. Like if it sounds really good to you and you feel like the power behind it, you should go for it. Awesome. Yeah. And where, uh, so where can we find you guys on online, Instagram, yeah. that kind of stuff? Yeah. We're both on. Um, yeah. H2 Adventures Costa Rica is like uh, Instagram and Facebook or H2, H2OCR.com. Uh -huh. It's a webpage. And Luna Vida is Luna Vida Adventures. And this place is Choro underscore Echo Lodge. Um, yeah. Thank you for watching this episode of Bispirations. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you're ready when the next episode comes out in two weeks. We'll see you then.